Witamy na nasz podcast. Ja jestem Alex. I ja jestem Ariana. I to jest Wizualna Sosna. So, hey guys. Uh, no, this is not going to be a podcast in Polish. I can't speak Polish. I can, and I just wanted to show off a little bit. But yeah, in this episode, episode seven, if my math is correct, of Visual Pine, we are going to be talking about um, just some like points of inspiration for us where we go to. Um, it's not going to be, I guess, too in depth just because there's so many different places for, for both of us. So it's just it's a quick dive into a, sh- uh, a section of graphic design that I like. And I'm just going to talk about how much of a weeb I am. So before we get into um, our in- little inspiratory parts of design, I just want to go on a little, uh, not tangent, but just say... Another sidebar. A sidebar. Uh, I just want to say that, you know, humans, we are all freaking out over the coronavirus. Some of us are working from home. I'm not for some reason at this moment, but I'm hoping that will change soon. Um, yeah, I just think that everyone's freaking out. Everyone's buying a hundred thousand pieces of toilet paper. Like people are becoming those guys for math problems, where it's like Jimmy bought five hundred pounds of toilet paper. If he divides it evenly amongst his family, how much does each family member get? Right. Um, I just want to say that you know. I hope that this podcast will be a little relaxation, a little thing to get your mind off of off of what's happening. I think that we're all taking it a little bit far. I think we should be definitely cautious, but we shouldn't be panicking. Um, just stay safe. Wash your hands. You know, don't go to crowded places. Don't like not wash your hands before you eat. You know, just what you normally do before so you don't get the flu. Just treat the whole world as if one of your family members or like one of your roommates is sick. And I know this is hard for a lot of people because it's hard for me, but also try to not touch your face. Yeah. That's a really bad habit that I have, especially my eyes because it's allergy season, <laughs> so they are itching. I yeah, I'm I'm also one to touch my face a lot. And just like, You're currently touching your face. Yeah, but I've washed my hands. And I'm not like touching my <laughs> mouth. I'm just resting my my chin on my hand. Um which I think is fine. Um <laughs> But don't stick your mouth in places where they shouldn't be. Unless it's been recently cleaned. I don't know. I know that normal people don't like tables, but kids do. <laughs> Watch after your kids, please, if you do have kids, and tell them, hey, don't, don't do like that. Things. Don't do that very gross thing that you should not be doing. I can't tell you how many times I've seen kids lick the railings in subway cars. I know for me, just knowing not to touch my face, keeping more of a mental track has seeked significantly decreased how much I like touch my face. I still do. I should be doing it less, but at least it's still a decrease. So what are you looking at? I think that's a napkin or a paper bag floating in the wind. Do you ever feel like a plastic bag? Oh my God, it is. (laughs) I am so disappointed in this community for littering and letting plastic bags just float across our windows. Yeah. And Katy Perry (laughs) should not have glorified it. We went on a hike recently, and as in recently, I mean, like, we just got back maybe 10 minutes ago, um, and the first, well, 
we went on a hike and then we we sat down and had a little picnic. On our hike, we went to this really nice viewpoint and there wasn't trash there, right? Someone brought a can, a garbage can, and dumped it everywhere. everywhere. And I'm not talking about like the amount of trash. The trash can was literally there too. They brought the trash can, dumped all the trash, and then dumped the trash can. Trash can, like you have to pay for a trash can. Why would they do that? It's a sturdy trash can. It's probably like five bucks, but like still, I don't know. I've never, I've never bought trash, trash cans. Trash cans are expensive. Yeah, I feel like there's, they're probably expensive. I was like, five bucks is way too low, but still. We also found a knife. Yeah, we also found a knife, and we didn't touch it because we thought maybe it was part of a crime. And then after that nice little hike, we went to uh, have a picnic, and we had MREs. Because we're MRE enthusiasts. And you know what? This podcast might eventually become an MRE podcast. (laughs) But before that happens, let's actually get back on track and talk about things that inspire us. Probably how we started graphic design, too. What made us Mm -hmm. want to do graphic design. Yeah, that's a good topic, too. Um, And right before we jump in, I just want to shout out my Bev, which is an MRE black cherry water. Enhanced water. I have nothing because I finished it, but it was just water. As usual. Except for that one time you had hot chocolate. Do we want to start with, I guess, what got us into design or do we want to... I guess that's the most natural spot. But I feel like that's its own little topic. I feel like you could talk about what inspired you Mm -hmm. because... Like, I was inspired by my things and then I decided to go into graphic design. Gotcha. Because I realized what it was. Mine's a little bit different. I, um... I think my I would, I would I'm gonna save my origin design story because it doesn't I guess line up as well as yours. Like mine didn't come from an inspiration like modernism or whatever. It came from a long kind of journey. Okay. So I'll save that for a different podcast. Okay. But why don't we start with you then? Because I think yours is a little bit more appropriate to our topic today. Well, I think that. As well as a lot of other designers, I've always done some type of art or design or mm-hmm. both. Because when I was younger, I just needed to have all these different outlets. I was a very creative kid who liked to doodle a lot in class. And I went to Catholic school and they were very strict. I used to be really calligraphic with just writing my numbers. Ooh. Like one, two, three. And they would be all fancy. My teachers got mad at me. They said, hey, you can't do that. Stop it. I'll give you detention. I had a third grade teacher who was very racist. I found out later in life. And I, um, my family, we all come from Poland. So I don't know if it's just like a different way of like handwriting, but my everyone in my family wrote sevens a little bit differently than they, like in America, they taught us. Okay. Right. And it's not like a huge difference. It's not like that line. It's just like the seven was a little different and the J's were different in Poland, or at least with how my parents wrote it. And I just kind of would, I learned from them a little bit. So I, I my sevens and my J's looked like theirs, theirs did. And I never had a problem, but my like third grade teacher would like knock off points. He's like, I can't read this. And I'm like, there's like, you're an adult. Like you would know what letter that is. Like, it's clearly a J. Even if it's backwards yeah. or upside down, people can usually tell what letters they are. And then I, I later found out he was just racist. He did a lot of like racist stuff. He um he thought like I was uneducated and like stupid because I was Polish. My he, teacher said I was stupid too. 
he yeah i i don't like they he sent me into uh to get an eye exam and like i wear glasses now but for some like when i was a kid up until end of middle school i had perfect eyesight i had 2020 eyesight so he sent me to get an eye exam for some reason and like he said that he thought that that's why i was doing so poorly like he couldn't see the board maybe and then the nurse is like this guy has like 2020 vision like there's nothing wrong with him like and like it's not like i was doing bad he just like i don't know what it was and then he he like brought my mom in and uh for like the parent teacher conference and he saw like her name and he sat her down he's like miss eva in this class what we do is and he was talking like that the whole time like super slowly and like really degrading and then at the end my mom is just like mr bud i've been speaking english for like years and she like was calling him out she like like was telling him off when she was doing it in this like really degrading like slow tone she was just like you're a racist sack of shit and that means poop (laughs) like and i just think that was like such a win like she kept her cool and then she just ended with that and he must have lost it my parents would have lost their shit yeah i don't know how my mom didn't especially my dad when i was younger he had like anger management problems oh my gosh i he would have probably started beating up my. no yeah my dad would have decked him (laughs) right then and there my uh i think before we my last thing is i remember i was again i came from from a polish house we didn't watch baseball that's not like polish people don't really care about baseball we watched soccer right or football as it's known around the world so we were reading this story about these baseball players and i had no idea what these things were because i didn't know anything about baseball so i was asking him like what's an umpire like what does it mean to like hit a home run and he legitimately thought i was stupid he was like he like I just remember it being so distinct. He was like so like 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 you don't know what a yeah. home run is. And I'm just like no like and literally and like a lot of my friends were like in in uh, elementary school were like the jock kind of kids like they the ones that played baseball and football, and like they saw it too and they like they're the ones who were telling me what it was like the kids were the ones explaining to me because like they just understood I didn't know what it was. Yeah. Like normal human beings. Oh, well, I don't know. Yeah. That guy was probably a fanatic. Oh, my God. I Everything swear. he had in his house was probably baseball-themed. He's also probably a white supremacist. I'm he thinking. drank out of, like, a flask that looks like a mini bat. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, so I just wanted to get that out there, I guess. Yeah, okay. But that does kind of align with what I'm about to say. Um, when I was younger, again, I liked to doodle a lot. I just mm-hmm. like to do a bunch of different kinds of arts and crafts. And... It's not like I was a bad student until my parents got divorced. But (laughs) before then, like seriously, kindergarten, I'm not even joking. This was kindergarten. A teacher had my parents come in and she was like, I think that your children have to be held back. They like to play too much. They're not mature enough for the first grade. (laughs) And my parents were like, are you serious? They're in kindergarten. They all of them like to play. They all do that. And she she wasn't even my teacher. And she was trying to hold me back. She was just my sister's teacher. Mm. And this kindergarten... They separated you, huh? Well, yeah, we had different classes. Oh. I don't know why. We just did. Okay. But there were a few twins in my Catholic school. There was me, the Alarcon twins, also girls, and the Hardin twins, who were boys. And they were also split up. Mm. 
I don't know. I guess it's because they didn't want distractions. Yeah, I guess that could make sense. Yeah. Or maybe kind of force you to socialize more. Maybe. Mm-hmm. Like, have your own personalities. Mm-hmm. But anyways, my parents said, no, they're going to the first grade. This is ridiculous. Good. And I just continued to doodle. I figured out that I could draw basically anything that I saw as long as I tried. <laughs> I remember specifically there was a crow, a paper crow that was on a cork board and it was, Ooh. or it was a raven. I don't know. It was a black bird and I loved it so much. And it also connected to a story that we read mm-hmm. and I just love that crow. And I was like, I want to draw that. So I just looked at it. And I drew it and it looked exactly like what was on the black on on the cork board. Mm -hmm. And I was like, wow, I can draw that well. (laughs) So I kept drawing and eventually I found out what anime was. And like the weeb I am, I was like, I want some art of my favorite characters. So I drew them just looking at reference pictures, no tracing or anything. I just naturally did it. Mm -hmm. So from that evolved into other kinds of arts and crafts and then when computers were starting to pick up because we are older than google yeah which so, is weird yeah it's <laughs> weird when i learned how to use a computer use the keyboard and the mouse and everything mm-hmm. and also microsoft word and powerpoint you guys are gonna hate this but this is how i started okay i was a kid i was in <laughs> middle school you can't blame me yeah <laughs> <laughs> Then I would like make my own folder designs in these programs. Oh my gosh, yeah. Yeah. That just brought a memory back. Yeah. Or, you know, just making, spending the time to make a really cool cover for an essay. Mm -hmm. My teachers really appreciated or a presentation. I was all in the presentation. I loved making PowerPoints when I was a kid. I went so hard. I went ham on those. I did animations. There were GIFs. Oh my God. There were like, I used to make the, what's it called? The Jeopardy games? Oh, yeah. Here's, I think this is, this might be my first, like, clue that I wanted to be a UI UI, UX designer. I remember I would make PowerPoint, like, games where, like, you could link slides to different slides. Yeah. And I would make, like, these elaborate mazes, pretty much, where you would have to guess where to click. And if you went, like, the wrong way, it would, like, lead you to a, a slide that just said you died and you had to start all over again. Yeah. Wow. That was... That was a memory. And I remember I still had good taste when I was younger. I would refuse to use clip art because that I hated was clip art. so, yeah, it was so ugly to me. But I did use word that art That I lot. would use like my own images or something found on Google mm, yeah. or something that I'd make in a dress up game because again, I was younger. Don't judge <laughs> me. And if you want me to link you the dress up games, I will tell you. <laughs> they will be in the description. <laughs> but... I also did not like Comic Sans yeah, when I, I was younger. I don't ever remember liking Comic Sans. I always hated Times New Roman, too. Really? I hate I Even to this day, I hate Times New Roman. Interesting. I don't have a problem with Times New Roman. I hate. I think it's just because we had to use it. And I was like, I'm not mainstream. You... <laughs> okay. But... No, but, like, um, I remember clip art. I remember looking for images, and I would go through, like... I would go all the way and I'd be like, none of these look good. And I remember towards the end of like elementary school, the new updated word 
or like clip art i think it would also go to google sometimes and yeah. it had like more choices and finally then i was like oh now we're getting good results like it took <laughs> it took a few years to get us here but we're finally making moves yeah so i was just playing around with those things and when people saw everything that i was making and these programs that everybody uses they were like wow i want one like they wanted me to design their folders yeah. or their notebooks and I was like, yeah, if you pay me, because <laughs> I was a hustler and poor and I needed money. I've done some weird things in my in my elementary school to get money. And I don't know if I don't know if I want to <laughs> disclose that. I don't know. Uh. I, I would also make my own bookmarks and sell those for like 50 cents. I had a mafia when I was in elementary school. So I was like the boss of a mafia. Did you ever shank anybody with a crayon? I can't legally say yes or no. <laughs> I I remember we were like I had this this team. I was okay. So I was really into Sonic and just kind of I would draw Sonic a lot, like kind of how you would draw I guess like anime. Yeah. Right? I used to draw Sonic a lot. So I like my group of friends, we called I call this the Sonic team because I think that's what the game like every time you would play a game it would be like Sega and then Sonic team. Uh-huh. So I was like we're the Sonic team. Um and I remember what we would do in elementary school was we would always hang out, like we'd always go off to the side of like the playground or whatever and hang out. And if kids were like not being included in things, like I remember someone came to us and they're like, hey, I'm playing with like these kids and they're not throwing the ball to me no matter what. We'd be like, oh, OK, well, we can take care of that. Like, just give us like a, like a cake or something, you know, like a little like muffin or whatever. and like The Whoa. cosmic brownie. Yeah, the cosmic little brownie. Little cosmic brownie. Yeah, and then these kids would give us a candy or a cosmic brownie or like a sticker and we would walk over with them and be like, hey, we'll let him we'll let him get the ball. And then the kids would be like, okay. And then that was it. And that was how we would rough people up. Wow. Yeah. You'd go there wearing your sticker as a badge. Yeah. And be like, hey, let him play. <laughs> Give him the ball. So that was my little... Uh, that was your side hustle. Yeah, that was my side. I also remember a friend and I... I don't know if we ever went through with this. And this is so bad nowadays. But back then, like, no one raised an, like, an eyebrow. We would sometimes walk from, from school to home. Because it's, like, like a five-minute walk. And, like, as elementary school kids, it's kind of... It was, like, a big deal back then. Yeah. And I remember thinking, like, oh, well, I don't want to get mugged, <laughs> even though I live in this kind of safe neighborhood. So my friend who lived on my street and I, we would take sticks and sharpen them into spears. And we would have, like, ten of them. And we would yeah. take put them in our backpacks. And we would sell it to other kids who would walk home. And we'd be like, hey, you got to protect yourself. Here's, oh my here's gosh. a good spear, pretty much. <laughs> I used to sharpen sticks, but just because I thought it was fun. Because I thought that I was, like, living in a different time period. It was fun. It was, like, a meditation like relaxing thing to do yeah uh, if you guys hear like a, a weird bell glass sound i just want to say that that's our cat benji he's eating he's not my cat though he's your cat and i just love him i guess you're like a co-owner yeah you take care of him enough i do you helped with when he was at the vet so and he cuddles me yeah but yeah, so in elementary school, they kept saying, you can't be doodling on your stuff when you're an adult. So I was in middle school, still kind of doodling. And I was like, you know what? Okay, maybe I should draw a little bit less. And I remember after I handed in a test, this was the first time I ever handed in anything to this teacher without a doodle. 
She passed it back to me and she said, can you make a little doodle here? Aww. Because I feel lonely without it. <laughs> and she requested me to draw a penguin. Aww. So I did. And I was like, yeah, I'll keep drawing. <laughs> <laughs> I went to high school and I was realizing like all of these things that were around me, like signs or book covers. I was like, wow, that's ugly. <laughs> oh my gosh. The stuff in public schools. Yeah. I don't know who designs it, but oof. Yeah posters i was like wow i could do a better job and i found out that my high school had a graphic design class and i was like oh, i want to take that and my first um year freshman year mm -hmm. i couldn't do it because mm -hmm. they thought that i was stupid oh my and i God. needed an extra math class and mm. what did i do during that math class i aced all of my things i doodled in my spare time which was 90 percent of the class yeah Honestly, like, we have, like, my friend, right, who's an engineer. Yeah. Like, stop pretending like that's hard. We aced our math classes, <laughs> and we still had time to draw. Oh, I have to go home and do derivatives. Who cares? Draw a logo, why don't you? Engineers of the world do not come for us. <laughs> <laughs> but... Yeah, and then finally, sophomore year, I was able to take the graphic design class, and I loved it. I what year? Sophomore year. Sophomore year. Of high school. Earlier than me. Really? Mm -hmm. My sister was already in the graphic design class, so she would tell me a little bit about it and show me the stuff that she was working on, and it was so cool. So I would just be working on that. And I was finally introduced to Adobe Photoshop, Illustrator, and InDesign. Mm. Uh, yeah. Yeah. That, that was a good moment. And we had really cool projects. We would sometimes um, go to the Toys R Us headquarters Ooh. when they were still in business. Oh, yeah, because that was in Jersey. Yeah, it was right across from my high school. Wow. Yeah. So we would go to Toys R Us headquarters and work on, like, fake projects for them. That's so cool. Yeah. And then we also got to do that with JWT, which, if you guys don't know, that's the James Walter Thompson um, agency. It's one of the largest agencies in the world, advertising agencies. Mm -hmm. They have tons of offices globally. And one of them is in New York. So... We made another fake project for them. Mm -hmm. I remember the one that we had, my group was working on, was Macy's, which is also going out of business. <laughs> Oops. Oops. But it was really cool. I got to make some um, printed coupons, mm -hmm. like advertisements. And I also got to help decide on which logo to use. And they really liked what I made, actually. Was this like fake projects, though? Like they weren't actually? Yeah, they're fake yeah. projects. That's but cool, But we still got to like go to these places and, and like, get feedback on yeah. them, too. And we got tours. It was so cool. That All in high cool. school. And that really just made me want to do design even more. And during these times, of course, I'm doing my research. I'm on Pinterest. Yeah. Because that's all I knew when I was in high school. <laughs> but I was on Pinterest and I was looking at these things. I remember my teacher, Miss Noel, had a bunch of books in the classroom. And I also got to make some stuff for the school, like posters. I made a ceiling tile. Mm. I made a presentation for the Board of Education. The Board of Education of New Jersey. The board. The board. They're boring. They paid me for it. Wow, that's so cool. Yeah. And I also got to make a friend in the Board of Education, Ooh. too. So not just my principal, but somebody who's actually like a little higher bit up. higher up. And I remember I recognized him from 
when I saw him. That's why you had like very like special cafeteria food. And that's why the government is after you now, because you have inside connections. What are you talking about? (laughs) But yeah, I remember I went to this high school event and it was for music. They had just different types of music playing in all the rooms. And one of the members from the Board of Ed was there. And I was like, oh, hey. And he was so happy to see me. He was like, wow, thank you so much for recognizing me. I feel like a total stranger whenever I go to these things. So that was my first time really networking. And then he asked me, because at this time I was a senior, what I think I want to do. And I said, definitely graphic design. And he's like, oh, that would be perfect for you. But yeah, that was my first time really networking. And then from there, I got to do a little bit of freelancing just from people I knew in high school. Like still while you were in high school or in between high school and college? In between high school and college. I think mostly actually in the early years of college, like freshman and sophomore year. Mm -hmm. Maybe also junior. I don't remember. That's, yeah, that's pretty similar to my high school graphic design experience, I guess. And again, I don't want to get, I'll, I'll save this for, a, I guess, a podcast while I go more in depth. But it was similar where, like, I took a, a digital art class, which was very design focused. And, like, that's where I learned about the programs and everything. And I, even though I knew about them, and I've actually been using Photoshop before, like, I got a more in-depth look at them. And, it, you know, my school didn't go as in-depth as yours about different things. Like we didn't have, like we didn't go to any headquarters of anything, but um, we did have like contests with like local, not local government, but like the county government, which was really cool. We got like entered into different like competitions and stuff. And then we also did different design work for the school, which that was really fun. And that's like what started, not really started, but it like heightened my uh, design, like my want to be a designer. Oh, um... (laughs) That just reminded me. I'm sorry. We would also make digital art for a local loft salon. A love salon? (laughs) It's called loft salon. Oh, loft. Yeah. (laughs) But yeah, we would make... Love salon. No, 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 no. That sounds like a red light thing. No, 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 no. I'm going down to the love salon. No, 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 no. But it was this hair salon... Love salon. My teacher had a connection at, and we would make digital art there. And yeah, we'd just have our art in the salon for everybody to see. That's cool. Yeah. That's pretty cool. And they did buy a piece one time from my sister. And they also put one of the things that I made on their Twitter for advertisement. And they didn't pay you for it? No. Oof. Go and get your money. (laughs) Go send send them an invoice. Eh, It's okay. Yeah. I was in high school. Yeah. But what are the things that you're interested now? Oh, I I thought you were going to talk about anime stuff. Well, that's how I started. I still like anime. I honestly have not drawn for myself in a long time, and Mm -hmm. I think I'm very rusty. But... Do, Do you think that your designs are influenced by anime or like anime styles? No, I don't no. think so. I I remember there's a few animes and I I don't really have a lot that come to like my head right now except for Monogatari where I think they have really cool like uh title sequences and stuff and I think that yeah. like they're designed really well and but yeah I I I've seen different animes and you know I'm, I'm I like some shows and stuff right but I don't think that it really impacts my work but maybe I'll try to do something anime inspired once just for because why not why not why, why not? not broaden your horizons exactly um but yeah um so one thing that 
I guess inspires me and I guess it kind of it was um I guess it's something that I looked at when I was just starting out as a designer in college. It was like a main source of inspiration and it definitely is now still, but it, it's like now I just, it's so much more diverse. Like now I have a lot of different like places of, of inspiration. It's not just one, but uh, a main one for me for, for a while has been a lot of like, um, is it mid century or I guess like modernist or postmodernist Polish graphic designers, like post-World War II graphic designers. And even some, like, before World War II, they were doing similar work. Um, but there, that something was, like, my, my huge source of inspiration. And it was, like, a very early kind of reference point for my design work. And it's something that I still look at today when I kind of want inspiration. Oh, there's this one guy, and I'm not going to remember his name. Um, <laughs> but he's, like, he's, like, my favorite polish graphic designer he does a lot of like really he's like an illustrator and a graphic designer he does a lot of um like kind of these flat 2d poster designs and it i feel like it kind of looks like what you would think maybe propaganda from the 50s would look like but it's really like just the ways that he does it i think is really cool my favorite is this anti-war poster that he made right after world war ii and it was um like this black outline of a bomb on a blue sky and then inside the bomb was like the ruin of a building and uh-huh. all that this poster says is just no and it's a, like i think that's brilliant like it's so simple and like you don't need any like it doesn't need to say anything else like all it says is right there like yeah. in the image it's just like you know exactly what it's talking about yeah and oh, i really want to find out what this what this guy this graphic designer is now i want to give him a proper shout out even though he's he's been dead for a while um but it just like that poster specifically was this was like one thing that really pushed me to like be a better designer in mm-hmm. my early my early college years um i remember i had a foundations art class where we were told to like pick an artist and kind of do a work based on on their style so it's like kind of copy their style pretty much okay um and he was the guy i looked at and it was like for me i wanted to do something similar so the the i'm looking up his name right now let me figure that out real quick roxanne roxanne all she wanna do is party all night roxanne here it is i found him all right so this guy's name is tadeusz trepkowski which i think that's a pretty cool name um and so yeah so he, wow he has a red bubble account <laughs> yeah he has a red bubble account you guys if you're one of the people who steals like artwork or just screenshots something from a show and puts it on red bubble don't do that just like stop so that's I, how you get coronavirus oh my gosh <laughs> make your own art that is so cheap just do something <laughs> So, yeah, so this guy, Tadeusz Trebkowski, he does a lot of um, kind of political work. And he did, um, he was more into the commercial side before World War II. And then after World War II, he kind of had to design for the Communist Party. And he kind of like, you know, it is what it is. Yeah. <laughs> so his work Sometimes became more. Sometimes you're just forced into those positions. Yeah. And it's kind of like, you just went from a world war and this was the only way like that you would have peace. So he kind of just like you know it's anyway so his work was more political towards the end um 
So I remember when I was in college, this was the time where Russia was still like being really aggressive in Eastern Ukraine. So I thought that it would be um, like a good topic to work from is like this kind of turbulent time. Uh, Poland was kind of freaking out because they thought that Russia was like a minute away from invading all of all of Europe. Yeah. So they were like really trying to get people to like recruit for the um not to the army but like the national reserve or like the national guard and they were trying to increase like funding so i took this and i made a poster and i had like a very basic 2d kind of shape and i just had like a picture of a tank like this flat picture of a tank on a background and it just said like prepare for russia or something like that yeah it was like really simple and i it was one of my favorite probably early college projects that I worked on. But yeah, Polish design is definitely something that I, I turn to a lot. I think um, it's, especially in communist times, is kind of when it really um, took off. It, it became world famous. And it's like, um, there was this school, and I think it was called the Polish Poster School or something, if I remember correctly. Uh, it was like, it's like one of the most well-known graphic design that came from the 50s, 60s, and 70s, um, especially like the movie posters. And I like art school didn't really go into it. I remember in Lutrop's class, we, I think we mentioned it briefly. I know Insteon would like always bring it up to me. He'd always be like, Oh, like the Polish designers. He's like, those are really cool. And I was like, yeah, (laughs) but like our, you know, our, we didn't have that much history. So we never went really into it. Yeah. Um, Oh, Oh, I was just going to say that, um, yeah, I, I really admire the the creativity that these people, like, like how creative they were able to, to, like, the stuff that they were able to get away with pretty much, because this was, a you know, the time of communism in Poland, and the state was pretty much, like, run by the party, which was just run by Russia for the most part, um, and... So, like, if you made something that was anti-communist or anti-the party, like, you would pretty much die. <laughs> you would get, like, questioned by the, like, the secret police and all this other stuff. So, a lot of, and, and they, you know, they didn't really want to, like, subvert the communist, more, like, morals. Um, so, a lot of these designers found these, like, really creative ways of still being able to, like, kind of be rebellious with what they were making. They were able to, like, hide symbolism mm-hmm. and, like subvert it in a way that you couldn't easily be like oh that means anti-communism but it's like everyone knew what they meant kind of thing yeah which i think is really cool i definitely like i love reading about that side of like the more political side of design and i also just think it looks really nice like i just love the the design i have a book here i got it from my brother and it's uh polish logos from 1945 to 2015 and i'm gonna scroll through it now and like i don't know i think polish graphic design is definitely just like overlooked not overlooked because i think people that study graphic design definitely know it but like i just think it's in terms of graphic design it's like the mainstream population really only knows like if anything the really big names and that's you know that's fair it's a very kind of small what i'm getting from this book is that they understand keep it simple stupid i mean you know for the most part yeah not this one. This one's kind of weird, but I just like I love I love Polish design because it is like it's that, I think it's that mentality of like being able to say a lot in the least 
way possible. And it's not just minimalism. I wouldn't say it's minimalist. It's just like, I don't know. It's it's graphic design. It's graphic design. <laughs> yeah. It's just nice. I think like, but you know, uh, we went to Poland this past summer and I feel like now I think of like Poland had its prime in graphic design. And I think now it's like a 50, 50 bag. <laughs> Because I remember we would when we went this past summer, we were looking at like the posters and stuff, and someone would be like, "Wow, that's really good graphic design," and then the other ones would be like, "Oh, oh, that's not good." <laughs> it just looked like something that like an underpaid intern would make. I remember there were also a lot of illustrations in Poland. Yeah, I think illustration and graphic design, um, they go um, not. I don't know. I like. I think they're similar. In just in general, like illustration people and designers, I think that we have a lot of overlap. But at the same time, I think it's still separate. Yeah, definitely still separate. Yeah, I like this one. So this one, I forget what I don't know. Actually, know what it is. I know it's for it's for a Polish. It's a promotional logo for the town of Katowice, um, and it looks like a heart with a like a cityscape on top. Oh, I and see that's it. pretty cool. That's pretty cool. I love Polish design. It's just like I use this book a lot for inspiration, especially when I'm looking at logos. Yeah. Just because it's it's good to always have like a book like that of like just logos that you like. I agree. And just look through it. But like I also think that I'm one of those people who finds inspiration pretty much everywhere. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, especially now with the internet being so easily accessible. I Behance. find it on Yeah. You can find things on Behance, Pinterest, Instagram, Tumblr. A lot of people have just their portfolios on Instagram or Tumblr. Yeah. But I also see things outside too, like construction signs or reflections from oil stains. Hmm. Have you ever looked at the colors in oil? Yeah. Yeah. It's so They're pretty. so nice. I yeah. love it. I'm just like, that's cool. I never, I never thought about. Um, I just think that's cool that like you find inspiration in that. That's like such an everyday thing. Yeah, I, I just, you know, and I think a lot of people do and they don't realize it. Mm-hmm. Too, but I, I definitely realize that I find inspiration in these things because I often have pictures of random things. Well, mm. to other people, it seems random, but to me, it's yeah, art. it's like actually, <laughs> I think it's uh one thing that always inspired me and i feel like this might be a cliche but i feel like i get a lot of my color palettes from just nature like i see a lot of colors when i go hiking or like sunsets yeah i see what... that in your work too is Was... that a bad thing no i just know that it's you <laughs> yeah you know that's gonna be something that i i do i definitely have a lot of pictures of the sky and sometimes people are like wow that's such a pretty picture and other times people are like why do you always have to take a picture of the sky it's the same sky <laughs> it's like because it's different colors it's different colors it's different cloud formations you don't understand man i remember every morning not every morning but when i was in in high school i would take the bus to school and when i would see like the early morning sunrise colors i just like i always wanted to paint them i don't know how to paint and i i i like I've tried doing it digitally and but it never it came out. But it inspired you to paint. I never tried painting it physically. I've always just because I'm I'm not good with physical mediums. Um, but and I never got to where I wanted it to be. But I just I loved looking at those colors and I've always wanted to like try and replicate that somehow. Yeah. So 
I'm just looking at different logos to see if I want to talk about one. There's, I know there's one here that I would like. There's one here that stood out so much. Like, what makes you want to do graphic design? For me, I think first for me came the want to create and then the inspiration. Hmm. Because, like I said before, when I was younger, I just wanted to make things. Yeah. And I had like. I was very creative, and I just needed different types of outlets. What so, do you think made you want to start the inspiration, or then want to create first? So, I've always been creative, like you, and I've always um, found different kind of outlets for that. And it was usually digital. When I was little, I used to draw a lot and and paint and stuff like that. Uh, then, when I was like probably in late elementary school my dad gave me a camera that he like he didn't really use anymore and it went to pictures and videos it went to video editing and then from video editing it went to like digital like stuff for a little bit and then went to um design is what i found in high school it's took off ever since um but i also think that and this isn't something i knew then but i do now and that's i've always loved solving problems i've always loved thinking critically and, and creatively um my you can ask my parents that they said when I was a kid, I would like look for problems and try to think of solutions for them and like all these things. And I would just try to like figure stuff out. Um, and I love doing that. And I think graphic design is the perfect mix of creativity and um, like analysis, I guess. Mm-hmm. So I think that's what it was for me. Which, again, I do want to touch one up in another podcast. Okay. Well, that was beautiful. I also... Oh, there's so many nice logos here. I think this probably would be a terrible podcast idea, but I want to go through these one day and break them down and, like... Well, maybe if you film it. Yeah. Because then they'll have a reference and they know what you're talking about. Otherwise, you're just pausing the podcast and looking it up on Google. Yeah. And trying if they're to that it. interested. <laughs> I just... I love, like, if you have a time, look or, like, yeah, if you have a second, look up Polish... Um, like movie posters look up polish graphic design polish logos you'll see what i mean they're very like they're kind of beautiful they use shape really well i think they use like their hierarchy and their shape is is really well is really well thought out like all good graphic design i'm sure every you know you can look at like danish graphic design it'd be pretty cool too I don't know. I have. I should probably look into it. If you guys, <laughs> if you guys know any like countries graphic design that's really cool, let me know. I really, because yeah. I'm open. I love Polish graphic design. I know China and Asia like recently has been really like stepping up their graphic design game. Yeah, especially in typography. Yeah, it's like that's really cool stuff. I love seeing stuff that they do. Typical. And also, I'm in the Shanghai Biennial, so. <laughs> but. That has been episode seven of Visual Pine. Oh, this one's been really fast, but uh, yeah, we're a little bit pressed for time. But yeah, I don't. I feel like for the first few episodes, it's been getting longer, and ever since, it's been getting shorter. But well, somebody wanted to go on a hike, and then both of us did. You were the one taking your sweet time, getting gas, and also getting ready. I guess. But yeah, thanks for listening. Um. Let us know if you have any country's graphic design that's really cool. Let me know. I'd love to check it out. Uh, Yeah. And also let us know what inspires you. Do you think that more digital things inspire you? Books 
or things that you just find in the natural world. Also, right before we head out, we have an Instagram now. It's, I'm pretty sure it's just Visual Pine. I completely forget. I think it's just at Visual Pine on Instagram. So check that out. Follow us on Instagram and you can DM us there and we'll get back to you either on the podcast or in person. Thanks for listening, guys. See you later. Stay safe. And if you sneeze, cover it. God, like, don't just sneeze in the air. And don't use stolen artwork for Redbubble. Roxanne, Roxanne, all she wants to do is watch Benji.